Hi, my name is Vanessa Ball. I am an associate professor and the Carmazan and Lillard Endowed Chair in Adult Autism at Rutgers University in New Brunswick. And today we're going to talk about a study that was recently published in the Journal of Child Psychology and Psychiatry, where we looked at predictors of language-delayed children with autism spectrum disorder in two longitudinal cohorts, one of which is based in America and one of which was based in Canada. So there are many studies looking at predictors of language in children with autism spectrum disorder, and it's commonly known that there are language delays in many children. But oftentimes studies include really variable groups of children, so children with wide ranges of ability levels, even children who don't have language delays. And while those studies are really helpful to help us understand what are some of the factors that contribute to longer-term language outcomes, oftentimes what we find is that having higher nonverbal problem-solving abilities or having higher cognitive functioning or just more language skills is a better predictor of the longer-term language. And so that's difficult if you have a study where some children don't have language delays or don't have intellectual disabilities. So what we were interested in looking specifically at children who had pretty considerable language delays, so they were still using single words or less at approximately three years of age, and to understand what would predict their language development, so in language delayed children. And the main finding that really emerged was that fine motor skills was really the strongest predictor of language in this particular group, even taking into account more general nonverbal problem solving abilities. And this was first found to predict language skills at age 19 in the American cohort, and then we replicated that finding to find that it also was a strong predictor of language skills at about 10 and a half in the Canadian cohort. I would say it was a little bit surprising, like I said, in the broader samples, really language skills and cognitive functioning are the two most common predictors. And I really thought we'd see those more general effective IQ or maybe children who have a few words versus no words being the strongest predictors. It is not unheard of that motor skills would predict language. We know that those things are pretty intertwined in development, both in typically developing children as well as children with autism. But I think what was particularly surprising was when we found the same effect in the second sample in the Canadian Pathways group, which happened to be a little bit younger, more cognitively impaired, and recruited about 10 years after the American longitudinal sample, and also used a different developmental tests to assess fine motor skills. So it was really possible that those findings wouldn't replicate, which is a really common problem in behavioral research. So to show the same result in those two independent longitudinal samples was really compelling for this particular research. So I think that the study really is a reminder that when a child shows delays, it's very important to make referrals to clinics that'll offer comprehensive assessments to understand a child's profile. So both areas of delay or impairment, as well as their strengths in multiple domains, not just the area of concern. Speech and language therapy is incredibly helpful, but what this would suggest is that maybe understanding a child's profile outside of specifically language skills is also really important. And that, you know, language development is really complicated. So if we're just focusing on language skills in intervention, we might be missing an opportunity to support development in these other domains, which could have cascading effects. So I think the first thing is really just a reminder that estimates suggest that about 30% of children with autism remain minimally verbal. So if you see a language delay, it's really better to refer them for evaluation and support rather than taking a sort of wait and see approach. And I understand concerns about, you know, worrying families unnecessarily, but you know, this study might also suggest that it's particularly the case that if children show other kinds of delays, like in motor skills, that you might 
advocate for you know getting them into intervention quicker. But I'd also advocate that even if motor is not obviously delayed, it's important to get them referred as soon as possible, just because many places have long wait lists and there's other barriers and really time is of the essence in terms of language development. I hope that there will be follow-ups to this study to really further consider the role of fine motor and other language development. I think there needs to be studies that are really carefully looking at this and possibly exploring if interventions targeting motor skills could help to foster language. And there are certainly other people in the field who are doing that kind of research. Honestly, for me, my program of research is more focused on adults, so I'm really interested in understanding early predictors of their later abilities and achievements. And a major part of my research is just to continue to improve understanding of children and adults who remain minimally verbal. So thank you for listening to this podcast. I really hope that this information was helpful. I'm a strong believer in multidisciplinary collaborations and anything that I can do as a psychologist to support better understanding in pediatricians. And I know I rely a lot on pediatricians to also help me to understand development in the context of 15-minute well visits and that sort of thing. And so I hope that this information is helpful and that we can continue to improve services for kids at risk for language problems and, and autism spectrum disorder.